Hi, and welcome to Talking with Painters, where Australian painters talk about their lives and art. I'm Maria Stolger, coming to you from Gadigal Land, and this is the fourth and last episode of the series I've been bringing you, where I go back into the archives for stories from guests who've won a significant art award. Not including the Archibald Prize, though, because I did a previous episode where I spoke with 16 winners of that famous prize, and there's a link to that in the show notes. And I think my favourite part of that episode is at the 15-minute mark where Lewis Miller remembers his win from 1998. It's one of my favourite episodes. I'm taking this break from in-depth new interviews so that I can catch up on my video production for my YouTube channel. There are now 185 videos on the channel, which has had over a million views. So thanks to everybody who's been watching. And I've just posted a two-part video from my conversation with the fascinating painter Sam Leach. In the first shorter video, we touch on his interest in surrealism and science fiction, as well as portraiture. And in the second 12-minute video, he talks about how he uses AI in his painting process. Most of us are familiar by now with AI imagery generators, but for many years, Sam has been using computer programs he developed at a time when most of us probably couldn't conceive of these things. He feeds his own previous work into the program to come up with new imagery, which he then turns into paintings. Although you'll see in the video, there's a bit of difference between that initial generated image and the final work. And it was so interesting to me how he connects that method to the surrealists who delve into the subconscious for their art and the idea that you can almost be mistaken for believing that artificial intelligence has a subconscious. If you're interested, there's a link to those videos in the show notes. And I'm also excited about a live interview coming up at the Art Gallery of New South Wales. You might know I've been interviewing artists in the Artists in Conversation series at the gallery. And the next artist I'll be talking with is the fabulous Del Catherine Barton, who achieved the rare honour of winning the Archibald twice with a self-portrait and a portrait of Hugo Weaving. She's also a filmmaker and her recent feature film, Blaze, has received much acclaim. The talk is at 6pm on Wednesday the 28th of June in a couple of weeks from the time that I'm recording this. It's ticketed, it's $10 for members and $15 for non-members, which includes a complimentary drink in the members lounge after the talk. I've put links in the show notes to the booking form. If you're interested, I would get in early because these talks are in a beautifully intimate auditorium and they tend to sell out. Hope to see you there. And you'll also see a link to subscribe to my newsletter if you want to keep updated with what's happening with the podcast and YouTube channel, which incidentally are both ad-free. In this episode, I'm bringing you a clip from my 2021 interview with Georgia Spain, who won the Sulman and the Women's Art Prize Tasmania in the one week. And that was after less than a year earlier being one of five artists to receive the Brett Whiteley Travelling Art Scholarship. And last week, I saw some magnificent recent works by Georgia. They're in a group show called Once More with Feeling at Nunangula, the regional art gallery in the Southern Highlands, which opened in 2021. The show also includes some amazing paintings by Karen Black, who I'm hoping to get onto the podcast once I'm back into the swing of new interviews. There's also some great work by Michelle Usher and Sabelle Cox, including sculpture and sound works. I've posted a few videos about that show, including a short chat with director Megan Monty on my Instagram page, and I've put links to those in the show notes as well. 
So here's the clip from my conversation with Georgia Spain from 2021, where we talk about those art prizes. Getting the Brett Whiteley Travelling Art Scholarship, like when I read that you had two weeks in Kangaroo Valley in a residency with the other artists, so there were five Mm. people that got it last year. In case people don't know, usually people go to Paris for a residency. One person gets chosen, but because of COVID, five people were chosen for a shorter residency locally. What was that like? Because that sounds like absolute heaven to me. It was. It was actually like, I guess... Yeah, life-changing sounds a bit dramatic, but I think it really instilled in me a feeling of like, this is what I want to be doing. And being being around other artists was like so invaluable. It was kind of, I think I underestimated how much I need that in my in my life or like we all felt like that at the end. Like, wow, how lucky we are to kind of spend two weeks with other artists and you realise how much you bounce off each other and, yeah. And did you have meal times together and all that sort of thing? Yeah, it was like breakfast, lunch and dinner together, every minute in between, swimming at the river together. It was it was kind of, it was intense, but it was like super productive as well. Were you working in the same space? Yeah, so we had one one big studio essentially that at first I was like, what? I can't share a studio with four other artists. No way. <laughs> and then by the, you know, second or third day, it was, we were all like best friends and, you know, listening to music communally, we're all listening to the same thing. And So you weren't hearing, wearing headphones or anything, like people weren't in their own little world with headphones? I, I started out with that. I was like, I've got my headphones on. I'm not talking to anyone. I know what I'm doing. I, you know, I've got my own practice. I don't need you. <laughs> and then sort of, yeah, just realized how important it was. And at the end of each day, we did like a little kind of mini crit kind of thing, like like you would at art school. So with each other rather than having... Yeah, and also we got mentorship from kind of other people during that time which was really important as well yeah I read somewhere that Ben Quilty was going to be one of them did he end up coming yeah so Ben came and was like was a really big motivator I think for all of us just in his he's got a lot of energy Mm. you know he brings a lot of uh, it's quite infectious really you're like wow he loves painting so much and it it makes you yeah it's pretty inspiring well let's jump forward to um after the Brett Whiteley traveling scholarship traveling art scholarship mm. and of course the Sulman Prize which is like a pretty for people from overseas who are listening the Sulman Prize is a big deal here it's sort of um one of the three big prizes at the Art Gallery of New South Wales together with the Archibald and the Wynn Prize that painting that you uh, entered is I really loved it and I think it was a, a standout in in a very strong field of painting so I thought the Sulman was really good this year I really enjoyed it yeah it was a good show it was good wasn't it and um it's called getting down or falling up and it's and it's like as we're saying a group of figures in various positions of falling down and getting up um all sort of together did you paint that for the sawman or was that a painting you had that you um just thought i'm gonna put this in yeah i just had i had it and it was pretty big and i was like oh i'm not sure where where it's going to go <laughs> in terms of its size. Like I was like, I can't fit it, keep it in my studio. 
so yeah I entered and I I had never entered before so I just thought oh this you know it's worth a try kind of thing wow <laughs> feeling pretty yeah well didn't expect to even get in it so so that must have been incredibly overwhelming when did, did they call you I presume because they had to get you up there to Sydney well, actually, I was I was going up anyway. I didn't I didn't know I'd won, but I was like, I'm going to go. You know, it's a it's the art gallery of New South Wales. It's a big deal. Yeah, it <laughs> I'm sure gonna is. Go. And my partner's family's from up there, so it's always a nice excuse to go up. And yeah, got a call on the morning of from Michael Brand, and I was like, Oh my god! <laughs> so you didn't know until the day. Yeah, I didn't know until the day. So the day before at the artist's lunch, I was walking around like a bit of a loser. No one knew who I was, thinking, oh, God, I don't know anyone in the Sydney art scene, except for Ben. Ben Gulty, obviously, was, you know, everyone wants to talk to Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so that was a full-on experience, I'm sure, because there was a lot of camera, a lot of big cameras there on that day. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty full on. Well, you did very well. I must say that speech. I mean, I put that speech on Instagram and got a lot of views. So a lot of people are interested in you winning that. That's so funny. I did not think it was a particularly exciting speech or anything, and everyone was like, "Great speech." Well, you know what I think when I saw you get up there. I thought, you know what, you're just so authentic and yourself, and I just think that's what appeals to people when they and also. You're young mm-hmm. and everybody, yeah. everybody... I think it's inspiring for people to see a young person win a prize like that. Exactly. It gives them hope. <laughs> well, it gives them hope, but also it, it, it sort of... It's like the new generation coming through. It's very refreshing as mm. well. And I think uh, mm. people love seeing that. So good on you. Um, but also, but then like five days later, you win another art prize. <laughs> yeah, that was the Women's Art Prize Tasmania. Yeah, that was pretty surreal, to be honest. I was like, well, you know, I can't, I won't win that because I've just won an art prize and like I simply cannot win two in one week. That's just, you know, impossible. <laughs> Big week. <laughs> I know, huge. Mm-hmm. So how has that affected you? Because you've, you've won these three art prizes in basically a year. Has that changed like changed your direction or your opportunities or how's it been yeah I mean it's obviously amazing I feel very lucky and I don't want to undermine the hard work I've put in but I feel like in some ways the stars have sort of aligned for me like I've just been really lucky (laughs) to win to win all those three in such a short space um I guess on a like practical level of course it's super beneficial to win anything financially when you're an artist because it allows you to keep keep working um but on the flip side someone asked the other day like what is how does it feel to have all this success so young and I was like well I mean to be honest I feel exactly the same in my studio when I'm trying to make a painting like I still it's dramatic but like I'm still struggling so hard to try and like make something that I feel good about you know it's hard it's still really hard work just winning a prize doesn't mean it's not like it becomes any easier well actually and you could and I could totally understand if it sometimes it could become harder 
Yeah, I, I guess there's an element of like, oh, people are watching what I do now. Whereas before, no one cared that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, an interesting thing about, you know, Elizabeth Cummings uh, judged that prize and she's one of our leading artists here in Australia. And an interesting thing she said that she really put a finger on something, I think. She said not only the work was vibrant and alive, but it was well resolved. And, you know, I think that is probably one of the hardest things for an artist and it's almost elusive, I think. Like, how do you know? Mm. I, I think the word resolve means you get to a point and then you sort of bring it all together. Do you um, yeah. Do you find there's a point where you sort of have to, there's that, oh, it's an impossible question to answer, but. I think that I'm, I'm terrible at knowing when to stop. I, I think that particular Sulman painting is actually a good example of a painting, which I just was, I, I knew it was working and I just left it. But if it had stayed in my studio any longer, I probably would have destroyed it. <laughs> I mean, I, if something's around me for too long, I tend to be like, oh, maybe I'll just re, repaint over that bit. And Yeah, it's a, it's a really hard thing to do to, to know when to leave something. And it's, some, it's something like deep down that you've got to kind of go, okay, that's, I'm definitely, I'm happy with it, leave it. What a great artist. If you'd like to hear the full conversation, just go to the link in the show notes. Also, another exhibition to put into your diary is of Francis Jarko at Australian Galleries in Sydney, or Frank Jarko, as his friends call him. It's a combination of recent works, but also some fabulous works from the 80s and 90s. And Frank was my first ever podcast guest. He's an Archibald winner and has been painting stunning still lives, landscapes and portraits for many years. I'm going to be speaking with him about the show in this coming week, so I'll keep you posted with some video and images on social media. Thanks for listening and I hope you can join me for the next episode of Talking with Painters.